Last week's CinemaCon gave us a whole bunch of weird news that apparently we get nothing but announcements about. There's no trailers or anything like that. God, no. Apparently CinemaCon likes to keep things to themselves and only actually give things publicly like two weeks after. So I'm not really happy about that. But there is some interesting news from there. There is also a trailer with old-ass Denzel still thinking he can do action movies. And... We also have first reactions from two pretty massive superhero movies from this year as well. We also wanted to have a bit of a discussion about those little movies that come across or come along every once in a while. But we already know how they're going to end, but we still kind of get really into them anyway, weirdly. How do movies do that? We'll have that discussion too. All of it, much more on today's show. Welcome to the Madness. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Monday Madness with Morgan and the Machine. I've realised we don't have captions for today, Janine, so perhaps we'll have to create some over the course <laughs> of today's episode. Yes, and also, perhaps. my intros always go on for like a minute, don't they? Because I waffle on about all sorts of nonsense that I really should just leave to the show itself, but never seem to. No, you're um, always one for a a very uh, bombastic intro. I'm very much like this and this and this and this. Welcome to the <laughs> So yours are much more concise I, than mine. Mine certainly are just not more very, concise. <laughs> mine are not. Are... No, mine are not very. Uh, mine are pretty awkward, I think. But I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> Yours are direct and concise and to the point, and here's what you're getting. Yeah. Mine's just me waffling on and nobody wants to hear that. That That's when people go, oh, we won't bother watching this episode. The numbers are down that week for us because I've introduced no, no. the show. Um, but no, we do actually have a, a, quite a few. Yes. Interesting announcements to, to get into because it was a CinemaCon last week. Um, obviously, after we had last Monday's epic, did we have an episode last Monday? We did, <laughs> we, we did. did have an episode last a double Monday. review, yeah, yes, of course it was. Um, and CinemaCon started actually last Monday, I think, didn't it? And and went into like Thursday or something like that. But we yeah. got some fun things from there, and because there's no big movie release this week or this past weekend. There's no big review today, so we wanted to make the Let's Talk into actually more of a discussion, because yeah. it's been a little while since we've done something like that. First, we do have a lot of what's up topics to get into. Janine, should I just simply go ahead yes, and ask the question? <laughs> so, Janine. So many things are sup, Morgan. What are we um, starting with? Well, I mean, we got a ton of stuff out of CinemaCon, but we also got um, a new trailer. You mentioned um, not so politely kind of dissing Mr. Denzel. <laughs> I will, I do not diss Mr. Denzel Washington. The fact of the matter is... <laughs> I believe your words were old-ass Denzel. Old-ass Denzel. he can still do action movies. I'd say his action in The Equalizer looks a whole lot better than whatever Liam Neeson is still trying to do. Um, I will be honest with you, so do I. I really like The Equalizer. I really like Denzel Washington. The fact of the matter is, though, the man is 
in definitely in his mid 60s. Yes, but I mean, and... I commend him for the type of career he's had for him to delve into something more fun like this action packed a franchise. That's not something common for him or no, it of, of it his his kind of uh, stature that he's built up over his career. So theatrical nature. Yes. So I like the idea that he's kind of doing something a little more loose and fun and really kind of um, just different and and very, um, I guess, populous and mainstreamy kind of vibes. Um, Yeah. I feel almost a very independent and serious and deep and, you know, gravitas type things. So, yes. To Denzel Washington <laughs> now because um that was a little harsh I'd say <laughs> it was it was it was an intro <laughs> comment that I yes. couldn't elaborate on simply um I do like Denzel Washington I do like the Equalizer movies I do or at least I've definitely seen the second one and I definitely remember quite liking the second one as kind of this although I do remember actually feeling it was like twenty minutes too long. Yeah, I haven't seen the second one in a while, so I, I want to revisit it for sure. This one's going to be international. It looks like he kind of yes, makes a bond with an Italian family, and they're being threatened, and so it's up to him to kind of protect this new home and family he's made for himself. Um, it looks maybe like, you know, a very much a, a reluctant fighter type situation where, you know, he's trying to settle down and not have to live this life anymore, but... Um, yeah. Out of just sheer circumstances, he's kind of pulled back in in order to protect these people who he's kind of made a family with. Also, nice little reunion of him and uh, Dakota Fanning. So I think that's really fun as well. Yeah. yeah. Her popping up in this movie since they did um, The Man on Fire so many years ago, which I think was also Fuqua. So um, makes sense there. But I saw a fun little kind of interview moment where he was like, when I met you, you were like nine. I swore I was meeting like a 40 something year old woman. <laughs> you were not Dakota nine. Fanning. You were like 40. <laughs> Dakota Fanning did seem to always play very mature children yes, in yes. her kid roles, though, didn't she? Yes. Um, which I suppose is probably why he thought he was meeting a 40-year-old woman <laughs> yeah. in a nine-year-old's body, because that's yeah. pretty much what she was. Yeah. But, no, I, I'm I'm into the Equalizer, and I'm into this, or the look of this third movie. Anything where you go into Italy, I mean... Yes, obviously, Italy, great. I like Italy. But also, <laughs> the reluctant fighter, the reluctant last gasp hero kind of situation. The yeah, guy who is trying to calm himself down. He's lived a life, yeah. a hectic life, a fast-paced life. He's trying to calm himself down. He moves, you know, obviously to a different country at this point um or in any story in any movie like this you move places your past catches up with you or you're you get involved in one last battle due to your own reputation and things like that Mm -hmm. i love 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 stories like that i love movies like that and this just looks like a, a obviously more of a heavier action version of that usually kind of drama-based story. 
um, which I, I, I do like. I do yeah. like that. And Denzel's always great. I mean, never bet against Denzel Washington because he will always deliver the goods. He will, even in yes. his mid-60s doing action movies. He will do a perfectly fine job in this movie. <laughs> yes, and, you know, I've liked the, the character over these past few films. And again, just like seeing Denzel having a little bit of fun in his career and doing something a little bit different and not as kind of all about a grand you know, Oscar-worthy performance, but just, you know, solid, it's great to see that. solid story and fun action. So, um, you know, there was a, this, the first movie I think came out in that era of like old man action, you know, where we had, I think like November Man with Pierce Brosnan and obviously okay. the Taken, the Taken movies and then the first Equalizer. So Has we the first equalizer really been? Is it really been that long? I feel like it. It was oh, quite a while ago. So, um, yeah, I, I think you know him to to be able to continue it on and really still have um, an interesting story. And I think you know even if there's a TV series with Queen Latifah and um, Ooh, okay. so yeah. So I, I feel think... like that's I feel like that's <laughs> definitely an Amazon Prime show is it that feels like an amazon prime i think it's it's a, it's a streaming show yeah um and yeah I mean, you're not even just a streaming show i mean like specifically specifically amazon a network show. yeah i want to say it was it's like paramount or something i can't remember Ooh, though okay um, maybe i'm thinking of jack ryan oh maybe and so yeah amazon. and obviously i think when was the original show like in the 70s or something oh yeah um, yeah so um, the fact that they're able to kind of take the idea of this old show and turning into this really fun franchise with a great actor at its center and even like another show. Um, uh, yeah, they're really like something you maybe wouldn't expect to really get much out of and, and really still being able to tell some interesting, you know, stories. And I think with yeah. Denzel at the heart of it, it definitely pulls more. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, punches pulls more, <laughs> pulls more, um, gives it more validation, I guess. Yes, yeah, 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 credibility. Yes, that, that's the word I'm looking yes. for. Yeah, I think that's fair. I do think that's fair. <clears throat> I do remember seeing Equalizer 2 because it was when I, I had my summer in LA, oh. was when Equalizer 2 came out. So that's 2018. So it's yeah. been that long since the second one. So we, you know, the first one might have been like 2013 or something. Something like, like that. that. Yeah. Yeah. When, so, um, yeah. Might the trailer be, might be a 10 years, might be 10 years and only three movies for Denzel. For, the, for that, this franchise. Like yeah. So, yeah, it look, looks pretty good. But we did get a ton of things coming out of CinemaCon. We're obviously not going to cover everything. So we just kind of no. uh, cherry picked some things that kind of piqued our interest in terms of um, what uh, was announced. And, you know, I think we got a lot of people who were there just giving us kind of synopsises of synopses of scenes um, that they were shown there and kind of breakdowns of, of um, what was announced. So um, yeah. in, in horror news, we, we got the title for the new exorcist film. So it's the exorcist believer, which <laughs> Justin Bieber has kind of tainted that word for everyone. So. Well, <laughs> I think that's I think that's fair. Look, the, I'm going to be honest with you. Mainly, the stuff that we have written down from CinemaCon is horror related, mainly because yeah. it's kind of who we are. Yes. You might think about Justin Bieber when uh, you hear the word 
the exorcist believer. My sign today is I'm a believer. So what I want them to do in the exorcist believer is open the movie with a really dark choral version of I'm a believer. Oh my gosh. And <laughs> and then I saw her face and it's just Reagan's face. Yes, well, I mean, that's what they do. That's what they do in these trailers. That the trailer is going to have some dark version of that song. This is what um, I want. This is what I need. This this makes sense to me. This uh, is, makes is Smash sense Mouth to me. going to sing? No, no, not that one. Not the one from Shrek. <laughs> not I'm a, the 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 original. I'm a believer. Yes, yes. But, but like really turn it down. Really. Oh yeah, slow, slow and echoey, creepy voices. Yes, and, yes, yeah. But yes, does but it not no. work perfectly? And then I saw her face, and it be it be Reagan or some other such yeah, possessed so child. It's it's a. I think it's another child or another person, and Ellen Burstyn comes in to kind of share, like, yes. this is what, because it's the same demon that possessed Reagan. So she kind of comes in as somebody who, you know, lived through the zoom, situation. Zoom and back. Yes. Um, so that's kind of just what we got, that Ellen Burstyn is returning, that it's kind of her coming we in. knew that Because anyway. it's the same demon, and uh, yeah, so I mean, I, I would love to see Linda Blair like come back as well, but I don't know that that is something that's happening. But um, it would be, I mean, it would be great. Yeah, it would be great because this is, you know, this is a a legacy sequel. It is a legacy yeah, sequel. She's like bring them all for back for yeah. Bring them all back for the legacy sequels, the yes. horror legacy sequels. Bring and every major horror movie has to have a legacy sequel these days. We, the, the least we can hope for in the, is that it's good. David Gordon Green's obviously behind this. Yes, the, and, well, and well, you know, with and, his kind of legacy horror trilogy under his belt. Yes, so we, um, we, think, we know think what, what he's you will. Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, we know what he's done. Um, but we also know. <laughs> How he started with his yes. Halloween legacy sequel. It was just a solid start. Halloween 2018 is is great. I yes. really like Halloween yes. 2018. Yes, I always compare that trilogy to the um, the Star Wars new trilogy. <laughs> but I mean, it's it, you could do, you could do because I suppose. Everybody agrees that the first one's pretty good. Yes, and, and really core the, in the nostalgia and the connections to yeah. the original film. The second Halloween one kills. is doing um, something different. Yeah, God. some people really liked it. I think I was one of those people. Some, some people, people really, really hated, hated it. it. But it, and then it, the last it one. tried to say something interesting, and then the last one just throws everything at the wall yeah. and tries to see what sticks. So, yes, yeah. I've made that comparison before. But I do think, um, though, I do think Halloween Ends will be reviewed in years to come as in, in a completely different light. Because I, I really do think it's not... It's so far away from the movie that everybody was expecting it to be. That I think yeah. it took a, so many people... I think it took us all so off guard. Yeah. And I think if we were to re-watch Halloween Ends, 
not even folk as a singular movie. Watch it as a singular movie. Don't even focus it in the whole realm of Halloween, the whole realm of Michael Myers and the obviously monstrous legacy that's with that character, with that franchise. Viewed it as the movie about that one Corey's his name guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then I think it's actually a really great kind of obsession movie. Yeah, and and also kind of what um, you know, the rise of Skywalker did was kind of not really adhere to what came before. Kind yes, of and that's went exactly on, went on its own path. Yes, exactly so I mean, feel what you feel about that trilogy. I think David Gordon Green does have something interesting to say and does have an interesting horror perspective. So I mean, I'm not going to fault him for um, you know, or go into this movie, this Exorcist movie, really thinking negatively so um yeah i'm i'm very hopeful i've only seen the exorcist a few times so it's not one of those movies horror movies that are very um you know uh precious to me but i you know i thought it was a great iconic i get why you know it kind of sits where it sits in 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 terms of great horror films uh and i love the idea of ellen burston coming back um because i do i do i i love the concept you know of a nostalgia kind of uh, legacy sequel i love that concept just because of the the fun it brings and the nostalgia it brings so um yeah i'm excited for this movie i just i'm not sure about that title because i just have i've believed her in my head <laughs> yeah the title the title the title is 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 silly legacy sequel titles are always awkward because do you call it the same thing that the original movie was called like halloween did like scream did yeah. like scream did but scream was did it in a, a meta, different funny thing way. because itself scream can get away with it yeah, but so many, so many obviously use just the title of the original or whatever it may be. But believer, I don't, I don't really love that. But aside, there's been but, so many good movies with bad or bland or boring titles. That what does a title matter if you're actually going in? If you're actually interested in going to see the movie, which I very much am. The Exorcist itself was always a movie that I've brought up on many shows for years and years that I've done in the past and what have you as one of those seminal horror movies that I never quite loved as much as most of the people did. I would always say, well, The Omen's better than The Exorcist as far as mainstream religious 70s horror goes. I am Team Omen. And don't get me wrong, I'm still very much Team Omen. The Omen is, for my money, a, a perfect horror movie. But I have, I have, I have matured into The Exorcist, I think. I, I, I don't think I quite got The Exorcist when I first saw it. I don't think I quite... Because it's not about the demon, it's about Karras. It's, yeah. it's all about Karras and his yeah. own guilt and his own depression... And just wanting to do one good thing. It's actually about the exorcist, not the yeah. demon. So, and I, I for some reason, I didn't grasp onto that. I have matured into appreciating the exorcist far more now than I ever used to. Yeah. And, and can, you know, I get fully, fully behind the greatness that is that movie now. Yeah. Um, what this movie is going to do 
I have no idea, but I want it to take itself as seriously as The Exorcist yes, takes itself. Um, Ellen Burstyn back is a is a great thing because Ellen Burstyn is very old. Yeah, and <laughs> yes, I love her for doing that. Um, as for Linda Blair, we obviously don't know. We don't think. Um, yeah, I think that would have been kind of big there. news to announce there if, if it was happening for it sure. Would, so it would have been. It's is it a missed opportunity that maybe she's not there? Who knows? Because would would first of all would Linda Blair be interested? And second of all, in the context of the story, you have Ellen Bursting coming in to teach you not to teach you i suppose but as, as give somebody her perspective who, who knows yeah, and what you can do i guess to, to... because really reagan had no idea what how was she happening to her she, <laughs> yeah. she didn't know it yeah. was all she was just completely taken over so she actually i don't think could have any insight anyway yeah that is true <clears throat> but i think just the idea oh. of seeing her again is like you know and i feel like she's somebody who um looks back on that as as a as a highlight in her career and does oh, is not so. is not very much adverse to uh that again type attitude. No, very so, much so so yeah, so I'd see her like, you know, being open to coming back if she was asked. Um but who knows if they've even if that's kind of the direction they're going. But if not, I'm, yeah. I'm glad Ellen Burson's back, somebody who actually witnessed it and can attest to what was going on. So I think that's a cool thing to bring in that legacy aspect. Um but yes, we also got the um kind of synopsis of uh the third Quiet Place movie, Quiet Place Day One. So we're not following our usual family. We are actually going to see um, the alien outbreak happening in a big city, New York. It's going to have Lupita Nyong'o and um, just kind of, <laughs> why are you shaking your head? I'm not shaking my head at anything you're saying, by the way, because... Lupita Nyong'o, yes, obviously. We love Lupita Nyong'o. She's wonderful. Particularly, you know, I'm interested in a, in a more of a mainstream horror to see Lupita Nyong'o. The only other remotely horror-based thing I've seen her in and the only other remotely-based horror thing I believe she's done is Little Monsters. Well, us. Oh, about us. God, what am I? I'm an idiot. I am an idiot. Um... Anyway, yes, what I was I was talking about with Little Monsters, I was talking about the you know the, there's a, there's a certain group dynamic to that movie, you know that that's kind of running away from a, a, an infestation situation, which is yeah. a little bit what a quiet place is. It's not an infestation, but it's you know an invasion coming together at a moment's notice to deal with yeah. something serious. Us. Why did I forget about us? I don't know why I forgot about us. Please forgive me. My brain is frazzled no, because okay. us is one of the great horror performances of the last 10 years yeah. from Lupita Nyong'o and I temporarily forgot it existed. Um, but I really love that and I really love that she's going to be in this movie. I hope it feels significantly different to those other Quiet Place movies, and I was shaking my head at the fact it's called A Quiet Place Day One, uh, and 
why why we have to do this with sequel titles? Well, I mean, I think I was kind of annoyed with it in terms because I'm like, didn't we already pretty much get a glimpse at day one in Quiet Place 2? But now seeing that it's following different people and kind of, you know, taking it out of the small town aspect and taking it to a big city, I that's it's day one of this invasion in another place. So I, I don't hate it after kind of hearing the synopsis breakdown of 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 the fact that you know how how does this look in a very loud place like new york city um on the first day of of this whole thing happening so i mean i think it makes sense in terms of that so i don't i don't hate it it's obviously a very interesting idea and gets me excited to see this movie gets me into seeing this movie i want you know, yes, give it to me now. I'm base is basically my attitude on this yeah. movie because that is fascinating, and I imagine we're going to kind of twenty eight days later up uh, New York, aren't we, to make it look like oh, every oh look at New York, but there's nobody there. A bit like I am Legend did. You know, we're gonna oh, it's New York, but there's nobody there, um, and it's gonna look really great. Yeah, that was. It always looks great when you do stuff like that. But, again, it's the name situation. And I understand why they do it. Of course they do it, because the public then realises, we all then realise, oh, it's a Quiet Place movie. I like those. I'm going to go and see this one. I am a robot who just watches the same movies. Why can't you call it A Silent City? Ooh. A silent city. But it's not a silent city. That's the whole thing. (laughs) But it is. But it is because it has to become that. It has to become a silent city. Okay. The city (laughs) that never sleeps. Oh, why can't you? Give it a pulpy title. Okay. It can still be the same movie. Even call it A Quiet City. So it looks like a quiet place. Have it used the same font. So you kind of know it's a quiet place. But it's not like a boring title with a a colon title. Colon titles. Get out of my face. Colon titles. I don't like them. Um, And everything uses colon titles. Well, I mean, I don't hate it. I think it's, it's very to the point. Um... And just knowing that it's not about, you know, because we saw day one. We saw glimpses of day one with completely different people. So I think in this. On the baseball, on the little league. Yes. So, um, yeah, I think it's going to be just a wild kind of idea in terms of, you know, seeing the city that never sleeps having to shut the hell up. because of these aliens. So, yeah. Um, the not not, that not the most interesting. Up. Yes. <laughs> That's your alternate title. So, uh, not the most interesting title, but um, I think it's a good way to continue the franchises is um, kind of following some new people. Unfortunately, um, I would only get hired in the late 40s to name movies, not now. Probably, yeah. <laughs> because, as we all know, all sequels in old Hollywood, had interesting titles. They weren't obviously, ty- you know, sequel titles to the previous movie. Yeah, yeah. They just happened, <laughs> unless it was like, so, you know, The Invisible Man Returns or something like that, which I can forgive that 
<laughs> Batman Returns. In fact, Batman, the Batman movies did it all right. We like those. Batman, Batman Returns, Batman Forever, Batman and Robin. Great sequel. Yes, we all. It's all the same thing. We understand it's all the same thing. Part two, part three, day one, day seventy-four. I'm a believer. Get away with it all. <laughs> I can't be doing with it. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm, the believe, believer. the believe, the believer is kind of bugging me, but I'm fine with day one. So <laughs> moving into forward. The movie, into the movie. <laughs> what else do we have? We have the announcement of a new Final Destination movie. Today, oh yes, I mean which... that was kind of a that was kind of a big fun thing on our channel. Um, you know when we covered that series on Morgan hasn't seen and you were watching these movies for the first time, and I was very, you know, cocky about oh there's a big old twist with these movies you're never gonna guess, and then you just kind of guessed it jokingly, only to forget you guessed Without it jokingly, realizing. and then when As we finished. <laughs> when we finished the final film i had to play back for you what you had said and so the fact that a movie about people who can see things before they happen and you predicting something about these movies before it happened was a very fun highlight in our morgan hasn't seen history so i think just the announcement alone of a new final destination is kind of exciting for us so we don't have a lot of news about plot or story or anything like that but just the fact that like i think it's been quite a while since the last film so um, oh, it's been a long, yeah, long, a long time. Yes. So the fact that like it, we are getting another one, how is it going to come back? What is going to be our big inciting incident? Because that's kind of what those movies are known for. Um, so yeah, I think it raises a bunch of fun questions, and uh, this has been a really fun. Uh, unique horror franchise in terms of just doing something different. It's not a typical slasher. It's this whole kind of entity idea playing with a little bit of supernatural, but also grounding it in a lot of scary reality and fate and, um, you know, things yeah. that you feel like could happen and having this weird bigger picture of like, did this happen for a reason? And, you know, freak accident type horror. So all of these really fun elements that you, you weren't really seeing in horror at the time, and like just veering off, you know, when we were getting all our kind of cheesy teen comedies or teen, cheesy teen horror films, um, we're getting something very unique with the final destination. So when it came in and kind of, became what it became i think it i just love it for that so um the idea of just a new one i think is really exciting yeah what i will say is is genuinely go and listen to <laughs> all major podcast platforms it's a wonderful podcast for you yes. go back and listen to our <clears throat> and hasn't seen series so listen to final destination <laughs> was, so right before was, final <laughs> Right before it Final Destination. It was a long, long, long time ago. It was a yes. long, long, long time ago we did this series. Um, well, we did it. We, we also I, brought it up. On, on the last episode uh, of our Drew Barrymore series. So if we, we did a series oh. on Drew Barrymore films. And when we did the last movie in the Drew Barrymore series, we announced the next series being Final Destination. So on that last episode... I'm telling, we're covering the Final Destination movies. There's a big twist. You're never going to guess what it is, Morgan. And then he just 
outright says what it is and i just have to be like oh uh, no, no. uh you'll have to wait and see you'll have to wait and see and so i clipped that out once we finished final destination and played it for him and he like didn't even remember that he had guessed that so it's a really no. fun eerie moment <laughs> <laughs> from that but series yeah, as, sure. as as we as i was as i was trying to say um i have a precedent for forgetting things so forgive me for yeah. also forgive me for not remembering that i'd actually guessed the entire ending of final destination five um but yes genuinely do go back and listen to that series of Morgan hasn't seen it, it was a fun series it's one of my favorite series we've actually done earlier on in it was it earlier this year we had our it must have been earlier this year it must have been January this year we had our milestone mm -hmm. special series mm -hmm. uh on Morgan hasn't seen because we were hitting 200 episodes yes. and we spent a significant time of a certain episode in that series talking about our final our favorite moments yeah mm -hmm. series i think we replayed <laughs> the clip i believe we replayed yeah. the clip of me um being my own psychic self apparently yes. um so if you don't want to look too far back um check in, out our 200th annals, episode yeah <laughs> well i don't know if it was on the 200th episode but it was in our in, in our milestone series yeah. that we did in in january if you don't want to look too far back into our actual full final destination series but those final destination movies the final destination movies were always movies i never gave much thought to and that was because i i i i wrote them off as i often do with many things because i'm an idiot <laughs> as just I, I i wrote them off in the same way i write off paranormal activity and I still continue to write that off. You know what I yes, mean? Yes, I'm the it's same with Paranormal like, Activity. Like I have not watched those it? movies. I'm... I don't. I don't need that. What is this nonsense? I think it's probably because a lot of people were talking about it when I was first getting into yeah. this sort of thing, and it was just like, oh, it, it, obviously, me being me has to go and find my own things. That's what I yeah, yeah. do. <laughs> Um, Morgan hasn't seen, obviously, significantly helped in doing that. But <coughs> I'd, obviously, I'd obviously not paid attention to Final Destination for a long, 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 long many years. Morgan hasn't seen comes along. We do this series on Final Destination. I found such an appreciation for what those movies did, how they blended all the subgenres into this mm -hmm. one franchise. The fact that four out of those five movies are really genuinely pretty good. Yeah, the only bad ones four. Is four. I mean, four is terrible. The acting it is, is bad. The, the story is just all over the place. The effects look weird because they're trying to do this three D thing. It's uh, so yeah, it's, bad. It's a mess. It's a mess. The kills are not that great. Like, yeah, it's it's a total. But like mess. one. One and two are really good. I mean, Three's everyone pretty good. <laughs> the fact five's that... really quite interestingly. Great. Yes, and it's it's a it makes it a really fun rewatch as well. Uh, five five has some great rewatchability factor with it. Um, two is just the fact that two is the second one, and it has the most iconic. Yeah, 
uh thing with the with the lumber truck like no yeah. everyone fears the lumber truck because of the second movie in the franchise like they forget that it, that was from the second movie not the first so i still i know as much <laughs> crazy kills as there are in the final destination movies i realize i've not even said my thoughts i am actually interested to mm-hmm. see this sixth the, final yes. destination movie However, I do feel it was rounded out so perfectly with the ending of, of five. Like, so perfectly. Like, you're just going to add a, a little branch off now, aren't you? With, yeah, because how it are was you a gonna... nice big circle that fit back together, and now you're just going to branch out into another little twig? What's yeah, that about? So how is that going to start back up again, um, considering how interconnected everything ended up? Being? And is so... Tony Todd involved? Oh, perhaps. I mean, because he better had be. Yes, better Blood, had be. Bloodworth. Um, Tony yeah. Todd had better be involved, <laughs> otherwise, I'd be less interested. But more has to come out about this for me to kind of get really <clears throat> hyped up about invested, it. Really hyped up. But yeah. I do I genuinely, really do like those movies. Yeah. Um, I forget what else I was going to say now. I really do forget. No, that's what I was going to say. My favourite kill, my favourite kill from the Final Destination movies, a, a franchise with all these elaborate, ridiculous, yeah. insane, <coughs> gruesome, gory kills. My favourite kill is the simplest one because it's getting hit by a bus. Oh my gosh, that Terry it's my kill. My favourite one. <laughs> yes, yes, so good. It's so out of nothing. It's so perfect it's 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 a perfect jump scare without being like scary yeah like it's so unexpected it's set up brilliantly so calmly so perfectly and then wham there's a boss yeah immediate death bye bye <laughs> yeah, it's great it's great <laughs> anyway enough about final destination we do um, also have a few pictures and more of a um, outline as to Martin Scorsese's new movie coming out later this year, Killers of the Flower Moon, which oh, yeah. are we excited mm-hmm. for? I think we should be Scorsese. We kind of yeah, should always be. and kind of like a murder mystery type thing. Well, it's it seems, I don't know if it's real or not, but it's set in the 20s in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's people trying to kind of get rid of a, a Native American political group. Yeah. Who are kind of obviously owners of this land. <coughs> and these guys want this land. The The FBI gets involved. DiCaprio's in there. De Niro's in there. Oh, yeah. You're bringing mm-hmm. Scorsese's two muses two, in Back one. together, yeah. Um, back together... Have they been? They've not been in one together, have they? Have um, they been in one together? Oh, that's an annoying question. Yes, they have. Um, I, I can't remember what it was, though, because I was playing this like movie six degrees game on TikTok where like actors will pop up on your heads, like three actors, okay. and you have to connect them somehow. And I was trying to connect Leo to, to, um, Robert De Niro and I'm like why do I feel like they've been in something together why do I feel like they've been in something together and I couldn't put it together and then somebody in my comments told me I think maybe it's this boy's life maybe 
that the movie? A Scorsese movie. But not. I was. Not, oh, sorry. I was thinking yeah. about a Scorsese movie. <laughs> no, them just coming together, back together. Because I know oh, they've right. together no. before. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about a Scorsese movie. So it is the first Scorsese movie with yes. his two, two people, kind his of two big, guys, in his it. regulars. Yeah. Which is very. <laughs> I mean, it's it's intriguing if if not absolutely exciting for a yeah. certain bunch of people and i like the story very, very intriguing it's a yeah. very interesting looking story there's gonna be a lot of political stuff in here um a lot of kind of it might feel a little bit like a uh almost an early 20th century almost western yeah um, because it's it's about land ownership and stuff like that. And I mean, even if it's not people off land, yeah. And even if it's not murders. based on a true story, I'm sure it's going to tap into real historical things that were happening at that time. Absolutely, in terms of Absolutely. native peoples and stuff like that. So, but yeah, it seems like this almost is is a murder situation. It's a murder mystery as well. So it, yeah, it's also three and a half hours long. At least, Ooh. like three and three and forty, three hours forty or something oh, like that. Oh, good lord! Now, <laughs> good lord is the right response for that sort of thing. But this is Marty Scorsese. We yeah. have to put all our faith he's earned over over the decades, our entire faith with with everything. Yeah. Really, the Irishman. We all thought the Irishman was too long. He was still good. He was still really quite interesting. I never. I think that. <laughs> oh, I think that will also be a movie that, as 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 I and people perhaps grow older, it becomes kind of more. We mature into that movie almost. I think there's a lot of movies probably that that will happen. You know, you kind of gain life experiences, gain life. You know, it, it will grow up in life, and and you kind yeah. of understand certain movies more than you did when you were younger. I think The Irishman's probably something like that, and be it being about like your your legacy and and things like that, and what you're leaving and your entire past, how you've done reflecting on your life, that kind of thing. Um. This certainly looks like a more exciting kind of movie than I think yeah. something like The Irishman was. I think The Irishman was a very, it was biographical almost, wasn't it? Yeah. It, 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 it was, but this is, with its murder mystery element to it, I think there'll be a lot of, a lot of the fun Marty Scorsese. He's able to still, you know, sweep into a movie everything's not stodgy nothing's yeah. ever stodgy <clears throat> is it i mean the man has such a varied career of doing so many bizarre kind of things sometimes yeah. bizarre kind of movies that you don't ever expect to come from him um music videos as well that you just yeah i mean i think i went to, I went to see him. his movie that silence or silence yes movie. Yes, that was a very long. <laughs> so very much different to movie. I mean, a 
a, a movie about deep religion. Yes. So he does have a very kind of vast vibe in terms of the types of stories he likes to tell. And so I think this one with this kind of murder solving element, along with bringing in probably some real historical things of like, you know, the plains at that time. Yeah, and, and it being and, half and, a Western. Yes, and, and kind of situations with, you know, native people and, and, and all of that. Uh, it's going to be interesting. So I think it's going to be a, a good combination of what he does best. So. Yeah. Definitely. Um, we did want to mention before we get into our main discussion today that there's been reactions to two pretty big superhero movies yes. this week that have had their like preview screenings and things like that. Yes, One coming we... out <laughs> next week, um, which we'll obviously have a main review for next yes. week, that being Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which <sighs> seems to be very well liked Janine. yes i mean we're not cool enough to get invited to things certainly like not this. <laughs> but um people i know have gone to go see this movie and they talk about how it's very much a kind of great conclusion to this version of the guardians each character yeah. has a wonderful moment um there's this kind of great reveal of rocket being kind of our secret protagonist really throughout these three films so when you kind of i'm excited to watch them back and really pay attention yeah, to definitely. rocket <clears throat> um a lot of interesting body horror stuff i'm led to believe in terms of you know James rocket's creation and and that type of, of thing stuff isn't he yes um just uh, how they've evolved in terms of their relationships. Um, you're going to be excited about a lot of the fighting elements, and you're also going to be very emotional and crying at kind of the conclusion of this film. I'm hearing a lot about Adam Warlock. If you know anything about the character, like in this film, he's great. But if you like the comic book version, you might be disappointed. So that's what I'm I have no concept. Well. <clears throat> I have no concept version. of him as well as a comic book character. So um, he's going to be different from that. But in whatever he's doing in this movie, it okay. works for the movie that he's in. Well, um, he's Mr. Eyebrows so, himself, isn't it? Playing yes. Himself. Yes. So um, very emotional. You know, yes, it's jokey, it but be. it's not as jokey as the other two because we're kind of delving into some more, you know, interesting character things. Um, so, yeah, I'm it hearing nothing, but I'm hearing great things about Guardians of the Galaxy. So I'm excited to rewatch the films from a Rocket perspective as, you know, James Gunn has kind of named him the secret protagonist of these movies especially to very interested really... in that yes so um i'm excited to kind of do a big whole rewatch of everything um before going into that that movie this week so <clears throat> yeah i am um, yeah i mean i'm i'm very interested in that comment very very interested in that comment i like that and i i like that it seems a uh, a sad emotional yes as well yeah. because I, I think honestly the only way mcu projects get um mass critical reception these days or positive critical reception um entirely you know universally is if they're actually really bleak affairs yeah <laughs> Like the 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 more sillier ones, the 
fun, more fun ones seem to get just hammered these days. Yeah. You know? Um, and then you look back on, you look at something like Wakanda Forever, which was just really heavy and emotional. Yes. Yeah, but even still, it's kind of like, I talk about how, you know, after Endgame, I really haven't gotten that excitement for a Marvel movie, and it's kind of sad. And even though, yes, I was super excited about Wakanda Forever, the bleakness of it and the sim- symbolicness of it and, you know, what it had to tell, it's not one of those MCU movies that you're excited to rewatch because it's not necessarily, it's a, it's no. Because, because it's kind of a mourning and, and a... And a um, yeah, tribute, and so it's a very emotional in that way. So um, I've been wanting to really be excited about um, a Marvel movie again, uh, the way I was with, you know, Endgame and kind of closing a door. <clears throat> so I feel like this is definitely going to close a door in a really profound way for these characters. And um, you know, I'm hearing a lot that this is the end of this version of the Guardian. So seemingly yeah, we won't that, be don't they? Yes. Yeah, so seemingly, you know, the Guardians aren't going anywhere, but it's not going to be this team. It's going to be the end of this team. So seemingly a new set of guardians coming down the line potentially. So I'm just excited yeah, to see or... how all that plays out. All certain characters that we obviously know as guardians doing their own thing, yes, or yeah. going off with other people or something, or creating else, a new team or whatever. Yeah, whatever so, so yes, um, I'm excited to hear all the good things about that. Um, and then we got, I, a yeah, lot I of... am, mm-hmm. I am definitely sorry, I did just <laughs> try and um round out my own thoughts i suppose oh, no, on, no, on guardians <laughs> 3 because the guardians movies have been they've never been my favorite they've never been my least favorite of the mcu they've just kind of been like yeah the guardians they're there in their own little thing i i enjoy them but you know they're not my they're not what i go to the mcu for yeah. <laughs> that was always really kind of it turned very much clearly into steve rogers by the end it was what I was just... I, I'm here for Steve, and that's what I was there for. <laughs> um, among many others, obviously, but you know what yeah. I mean, centrally. Um, so I hope this movie gets me to feel the same emotions that I honestly felt watching something like Wakanda Forever. Yeah. Because I feel I feel we, we need to still have that. Yes. At this time in this universe with these characters, we still need that ending, the the the, the grief aspect. We still need all that. Um because the, the the smartest thing I think almost they could have done. I mean, it's becoming more and more obvious that I think the general public or a lot of the general public ended with Endgame and just haven't bothered since because that's such a good ending. Yeah, that they feel like that anything after is like... since. Yes, it's like, well... Which what? makes total sense. Yeah. It makes total sense. It's a perfect ending that just happens to be, you know, it's like a new book. You know, it's a sequel book. You don't have to, but it's there. And that's all the stuff that's come after it. Yeah. Um. Which is all you know. It's for the most part, it's pretty good. Yeah. You know, 
all of the stuff. I, I forget if I've actually missed anything. I don't think I've missed a thing that the MCU has done since. Um, most of which has been really quite good. Um, it's just, I think it takes a lot of, you know, it ta- it, it, it's still four years later takes a lot yeah. for people to want to get back in after Endgame. I think the smartest thing they could have possibly done is almost start again. Like, that is your story with all those characters and that ended in Endgame. And now you start again with, like, totally new characters. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and build up something again with not using anybody that you used in the previous saga. Yeah, yeah. You know, something like that. You know, could have possibly been a a better play, but we we are where we are. Um, I hope this rounds out this their trilogy really well. I, yeah. I will it seems to from these reactions to be doing that. Um, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited for it. Um, even though you know. No, I, I'm not. I'm not even going to say anything negative. I have nothing negative to say. I was no, about to no. say something negative. I'm definitely excited for this, to. and 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 really excited to kind of delve into a rewatch too. Um, kind of get those perspectives going into it, and and um, pay attention to things that maybe I didn't really notice before. So, and, and really yeah. just remind myself of uh the dynamic and how this team kind of grew to really feel like this solid family unit. As so. long as Drax doesn't <clears throat> start getting stupid again when he's not supposed to, I'll be fine. Well, I think he's probably so, going to die because, you sometimes know Sometimes it's Dave <laughs> Dave Batista has kind of already spoiled that by talking about how he's done with Drax. Yes, so I he has. <laughs> so, so thanks a lot for that. I don't well, maybe not. Maybe not, you know. <coughs> he didn't die. Technically, no. And Chris Evans was always like, "Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done." Well, no, he's like, "I love that character, and if I do come back, it would have to be for the right reason. I don't want to just keep playing him just to keep playing him. Like, if he's going to come back, I need him to come back in a in a way that makes sense. So, you know. Well, but yeah. (laughs) Yes. Anyway, we'll have a full review of that next week, won't we? Because it comes out. At the this end week. of this yeah. week, <clears throat> the air date. Uh, we also have this fun movie. Oh God! Um, people saw the Flash. Some yeah. people saw the Flash. A select group of people saw the Flash. This movie's only coming out at the end of June. No, mid June, June sixteenth. Is it mid June? I thought mm-hmm. it was the thirtieth of June. Well, Don't probably for you. It on the thirtieth of June, and you <laughs> probably. Guys, that. that is, you know, I refuse. I refuse to even acknowledge that that's going to happen. I don't even really want to see the movie, and I have. I. I don't. I genuinely don't really want to see the movie. Um, but I do think that's a really stupid thing if it's coming out on different. Days, yes. Well, it's getting overwhelmingly positive reviews. People I mean, are saying, it really is. Oh, no. <clears throat> it's like, 16th, the... sorry, six. Okay, yes. yeah. So, it's, it's going to be a coming together of all these great elements of DC, like a great crossover story. I'm also hearing, I, I was spoiled and got saw a TikTok talking about some potential cameos. So, I'm not going to mention those here, but, um, you know, some other 
potential people popping up in this movie. So, um, yeah, everyone, everyone's why? <laughs> oh, right. I'm, I'm, I'm really, str I'm actually struggling to wrap my head around the entire movie because, <laughs> it, no, it's because it's because how, how what? No, it's significant. No, uh, no. <laughs> No, no, it's no, not. no. What mix of magical spiritual powers have to come into play for this movie with all its issues that it's had, with all its mess that it's had, 84 screenwriters and 78 screen uh, different scripts and f 420 cameo people supposedly being in, not being in, recasting what's going on here, Ezra Miller being terrible to people, Ezra Miller's trying to not be terrible to people, but Ezra Miller's still being terrible to well, people. Well, him being terrible to people didn't, didn't, didn't take away... Any, well, no, it didn't no. take away what he'd already done in the Certainly movie. not. <laughs> so that, Certainly not, and I'm not saying that. I'm just saying... It was more the decision of what do we do going forward. Yeah, but all the news, I mean, all the news, all the discussion, all the, all all of this, how to God has this movie been getting such overwhelmingly, ravingly positive reviews? Well, I mean, I think they've had plenty of time to go back and judge things up and clean things up and and knowing how much money went into it they really had time you know to formulate and figure things out and maybe james gunn kind of giving some input on cutting things or fixing just, things or adding things i don't know uses me it doesn't like i'm, I'm not I, I'm not angry. I know I'm. I'm not. I'm not. Yes, you I'm sound not kind of angry. I'm not. It's just so confusing to me because, by all logic, this should be the biggest mess of a movie there's ever been. It should, but but that's not how, the way it's looking. But how is it not even like just being preview reviewed as? Well, this is surprisingly quite good. Fair enough. Yeah. This is being like. This is the greatest superhero movie of all time. And I'm sat there reading these things going, how, how has this happened? How has this movie become? And there's like several people. Oh, this is up there with the best of DC. This is not only up there with the best of DC. This is one of the greatest superhero movies of all time. And I'm there screaming into my hands going, how logically does this make any sense? Yeah. Because it doesn't. And it I'm 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 so intrigued by the entire pro the, the, the needs to be a a, a documentary on how this book. movie was made <laughs> on, a, on on the background of this movie this is a, well, I mean... <laughs> a fascinating mess of messness well all the things you're talking about all the screenwriter like i never heard any of that so the only thing i heard going into this movie that was having a whole lot of trouble was the Ezra Miller Miller factor and like the the um restructuring of the DCEU and those things affecting this movie, not the story, 
not who was in it, not anything like that, not not the movie itself, just kind of everything happening around it being the issue. So I do I I don't remember it being plagued by all of these production type I snafus and things. I just remember a lot of things happening around the making of it, um, the releasing of it, Ezra Miller's behavior that was affecting this movie going forward. So maybe yeah. I'm just I'm just not wasn't up on you know what well, was maybe happening. I'm misremembering them, but I, I am I not am I not remembering correctly that this movie should have come out about eight years ago? Um, seven years ago or something. It should it have not have come out in like 2016 or something like that. I think am it I was not, am yes, I not, I, am I not losing my mind and that I mean I think happened. it was supposed to definitely come out earlier than it did, but I think that was just with the restructuring of the DCEU and and those well, last couple of the I, films and, you know and and the pandemic I think affected it, you know, Wonder Woman going on streaming and then not doing well and then discovery coming in and all of that I think this may be what I'm this may be what I'm thinking about. Yes, I think it was supposed to come out sooner, but because of COVID in 2020 and all of that, that shelved it and then there was, was a restructuring that not even and five years too late. For what I mean, I don't think it was supposed to be. Or am I, I am I I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm over exaggerating things, but I'm I'm sure I remember these things. Forgive well, no, me. No, I mean I think it was supposed to I'm... come out sooner than it did because I mean elements hint to this in Batman v Superman. Um so essentially I think it was supposed to come out, I think maybe a few years ago. Um, but because they had all this time, then maybe that's when tinkering started happening and that and then the restructuring and Zazlav coming in. And, Zorboff, Janine, come <laughs> yes. Zorboff, Evil Zorboff. Zorboff. And uh just all the things that were happening. Um and then Suicide Squad being great but not doing well and all of these things kind of happening. Um it just maybe had them scared and messing with the movie. So like I don't remember anything inherently negative about the production i i feel like it was just a lot of factors happening around it that was affecting it more than the movie itself being plagued by all these kinds of disasters i think at least that's how i'm remembering it i i i don't i no longer trust myself so <laughs> but I, I you can tell we do crack research on this show oh, folks. <laughs> how are we supposed to do research on a movie like this the fact is, who the hell was expecting it to be getting remarkably positive? Yes, because like I, I mean, even with all of this, yeah, I mean, with all the things me. and sloppiness happening around this movie, what I don't like that alone, I, I think, is, is surprising that it's doing, it's getting such good, good word of mouth. What I genuinely don't like, though, and I, I, I'll be open about this, is the the reviews that are structured as. Ezra Miller has done terrible things, but they're great in this movie, as though that's an excuse. Yeah. You know, because you... Kevin Spacey has done terrible things, but he's great he's in great this, in this movie. movie. It's like, yeah, sure, carry on with that, and you're going, you're going down a real slippery slope. Yes. There, um, yeah. 
Yeah, so it, it's going to be hard to kind of review him in this movie and keep it to, you know, separation of art and artist type situation, which I mean, I think we've been able to watch the movie. Yes. Um, and I totally understand that. I understand people who do feel that way. Um, but I, I and I'm seeing a lot of commentary from people who have seen it. You know, this movie is bigger than one person. This movie is bigger than Ezra Miller like the concepts the story the the themes the crossover of it the coming together of of what they were able to do with this movie the feat of it alone is bigger than one person so that's what I'm hearing as well so I don't know if that's what people need to tell themselves to feel okay about watching it or if that is just true and if that is just the truth that this movie is very much bigger than one person who's done some really crap things i hope that is true i hope that yeah. is true because th- that will that will make me feel that will make that will make me want to see the movie more than i currently do which is is not which is deeply unfortunately not a great deal like i'm saying i'm not going about this going this is a load of trash bag you know i don't ever want to hear about this um I hate you if you go and see this movie. I'm, I'm, this is no, that's not what I'm here to be. That's not what I like being. You know, people make their own choices on what they want to go and see with who they want to go and see in them. Yeah. Um, and what individuals. I, I just think that there still hasn't been for me a reasonable, lengthy sit down piece with Ezra Miller displaying remorse yeah so <clears throat> I, i'm sure i said this last time we brought it up ezra miller come out and do that and i think m- a lot of people will be like yeah okay, because i mean okay i mean he or they put out an apology like just not like a written apology they didn't actually like sit down and i don't think talk about it or I, I mean if they have i haven't seen that um and yeah like i am very much an advocate wonders. of yes i'm very much an advocate of accountability culture rather than cancel culture like it goes a long way yes. if somebody genuinely can sit down and and just take accountability take accountability for what they've done and, and yeah you know discuss whatever they're doing to get grow from that um i think that goes a long way but then you do have people who, so you, you know, mean, because people are, people are people and people do do bad things. But yes. people need people need to accept and acknowledge that, that. and acknowledge that and, and but then move on from that. Yes, that, that that that's what should be happening. I'm just. I feel like it should have happened by now yes. if it was going to. So I don't think it is going to happen. And it, it's. You know, as much as, oh, God, would I not love to see Keaton and Affleck Batman it off with each other. <laughs> yes. Dirty. Of course I would. It does a bit, doesn't it? It does, yes. <laughs> I don't want to see Keaton and Affleck bat each other off. Um, that sounded, that was, that was more. <laughs> Batman that each was more other off. That was... <laughs> 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 oh, dear. <laughs> I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that, to be honest with you. I'm not interested. Some people probably would Might be, be interested yeah. in seeing that. I wouldn't be one of them. Um, of course I would. You know, of course I would like to see that. It's just... 
I don't have any desire to go and watch the movie. <laughs> yes, no, I get those reservations. I mean, I'm excited just because, you know, this is my favorite Batman. And, you know, like I just kind of gushed about I, me loving the concept of nostalgia and, and the legacy kind of things that are coming out today. Um, yeah. So for that aspect alone, like I'm, I'm in, I'm all in for that. And just kind of what I've seen, it does, it does feel to me bigger than one person. Um, I mean, I have watched this other trailer as well, and I mean, it's it's more of the same decent looking stuff we got in that first trailer. Yeah. So, um, um, I mean, I'm I'm still excited for this movie. I wish that they would really just be clear about their part and what they've done, and take accountability for that, and more than you know, beyond a statement. Um, yeah. Just say, you know. Um, because I think that goes a long way for sure. So it really, it um, really does. It really yeah. does. But so. staggeringly confusing early reactions yeah. for uh, for the Flash. But like, I, am I glad it's getting positive reactions? Sure, because you know, you want a lot of, to a do lot well. of people. Yeah. Did, a lot of people did good work on that movie. Clearly, yeah. yeah. You know, so credit to them. Um, and and you know, I hope every movie. I always hope. I hope every movie is good. I, I don't wish ill on on any movie. You know, I don't wish ill on on any people. But yeah, it's just confusing to me. No, I get that. How this um is seemingly what it is, but yes, I think yeah. there we go. Who's to know? Who's to say? <laughs> Yeah. What we will have to talk about about the Flash in the near future. Um, we did want to have a little bit of a discussion today in our Let's Talk, though, Janine. Let's move swiftly in. Because yes. we spent a lot of time having discussions on what's up today. Yes, well, so many things. Things. And that's not even everything that came out. But yeah, no. just some things that really piqued our interest and attention. So, um, yeah. So I feel, with, I feel let's hyped talk today. I feel like I need to calm down. <laughs> Well, we can calm down with some let's talk discussion. So, oh, um, you know, uh, the movie Air has recently come out and I really enjoyed it. I, I don't think you've been able to see it yet, but um, I haven't seen it yet. Yes, no. obviously a really great story about um, Nike and they're teaming with Michael Jordan for the Air Jordans and all of that. Um, you wear Air Jordans, Janine. I do not. I'm too poor Neither for Jordans. But um, I, you know, just kind of seeing Nike being like number three in terms of the athletic shoe and their whole mission to get Jordan and them kind of being the underdogs uh, and knowing what Nike is today, knowing what Air Jordans are today and still that movie being able to make me be invested and really feel nervous and excited about what was going to happen, even though I do actually know how the story ends, um, got me thinking about something. And then, you know, this past weekend, I got to go see Return of the Jedi in theaters for the 40th anniversary. So I did a big whole rewatch of all the previous films leading up to it, just to kind of, you know, refresh. And I watched Rogue One. And Rogue One like again a situation where you pretty much know how the story ends you know even with yeah. the prequels you know how that story ends 
but you're still excited. You're still nervous about this mission and how are they going to accomplish it? And are they going to make it happen? Even though, you know, they make it happen, you know? Um, so it just got me thinking of the concept of films that you are fully aware of how they end, but a testament to the filmmaking of those movies is still getting you excited uh, yeah. for that ending. Exciting to see how the story ends, even though you kind of already know how it ends. So I think that that was, that was just kind of a fun thing that was looming in my brain because of that, that I thought we could talk about today. Just movies that really get you excited and anticipate, you know, where it's going to go, even though whether it be, know. whether it be a true story, whether it be a movie that, you know, has a sequel book, you know, yeah. um, or it's a, it's a prequel story that you know how it ends, but you're still really excited to, to. Or if it's a movie that you know so well, but you still, every time you go back to it, feel <laughs> yeah. the exact same thing you did in the first time and yeah. you didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> because the movie's just able to grip you. The movie's able to grab yes. you in that particular mm -hmm. way that a lot of really great movies do. I think a lot of sports movies do this very well. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, prequels, though, are interesting in any sense because so many prequels fail when they don't do it. Yeah. But uh, the really great prequels, and I think the Star Wars prequels fall into this category. They, certainly as they get further on, and certainly Revenge of the Sith, really take themselves so singularly seriously because you know it's almost not it makes you forget what comes after even though you obviously yes like it you know you in that particular <laughs> individual movie and i think the best prequels of anything always do that they sit you in that individual mm -hmm. particular movie so you kind of your mind lets you forget what what's coming yeah. What, that you, you only, know, yeah. You only retroactively realize when you finish the movie that it's like, oh yeah, that's oh, of course, exactly. Like you have this big battle on Mustafar with uh, with Anakin and Obi Wan, and you know neither of them are going to die because you know where they're going after yeah. this. But you're still very in invested in this fight. You're still, you know, see him get his limbs cut off and he's burning in the lava, and like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Oh. But you know. But, All the great know, elements of movie making come together to help that as well. Music's a massive part, I think, of this for me. Music in movies, um, yes, okay. Your 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 set pieces, you know, the the way scenes play out, individual mm -hmm. performances can bring out that kind of, you know, grab you by the collar and. In, you know, pull you into this movie. Um, we're here. We're not going to let you go. Kind of mentality yes, that movies yeah. sometimes have. But really, I think, and a lot of the ones I've got here, it's music. I think, or at least two of them. It's music for me. Okay, that makes I think the ending of these movies that I wanted to bring up in this little discussion always heavily affect me yeah and this is more in a kind of not relief but it's this kind of over it's almost pride it's almost the emotional pride that i have in a couple of these movies because i wanted to i wanted to bring up just what the endings of particularly rocky 2 
but also escape to victory. What they do to me. Okay. Rocky Two, I think, is is more understood. Escape to Victory is a football war movie that is good. It's great. It's got a lot of great people in. John Huston directed it. It's from the oh, early eighties. Michael Caine, Stallone's in it as well. They're both Stallone movies. I don't know if it's a Stallone <laughs> thing. Yeah. It, might, it might be a Stallone thing. But the ending of Rocky Two. How many times have I watched Rocky Two? How many times I know exactly what's going to happen at the end yeah. of Rocky Two. <clears throat> Everybody who hasn't seen Rocky Two knows what happens at the end of Rocky Two because that's what happens at the end of most sports movies. That's the great thing about Rocky One; he doesn't actually win. win. Yeah. <laughs> but at Rocky Two, he does win. Oh, and it's the music. It's every oh, damn yeah. time. The it's bells. the music. Yes, but everything about the ending of Rocky Two. It affects me every single time. I get so into it. I know exactly what's happening. But the fight, the Rocky and Apollo fight in Rocky 2 has this unknowing ability yeah. to just make me zone out of everything else. <laughs> Sit me ringside and sob at the end of it yeah because everybody else is sobbing at the end of it <laughs> and you get the big adrian you get the freeze frame you get stallone looking like the most beat up corpse of a person possible yeah. and you're just like we did it adrian. and it's just it's so beautiful and you get this overwhelming pride for a character that you have no real life connection for. Yeah. But you've just spent the last hour and 45 with. So you have, so you love them. Because the movie does that to you. And I think the great movies are always able to, I think, invest you so deeply that when something with seriously high emotion happens, yeah. whether it's a death, you know, a, a found love, a proud, a proud moment like yeah. this, winning something, you feel exactly what they're feeling. If the movie wants, if the movie's a character piece, of course. If the movie's not a character piece, then it does its own thing. But if the movie has a, is a character piece and wants you to identify with them, then the best ones will do that. Yeah. And Rocky Two is one of the best ones for me at just doing that. Escape to Victory as well, in a very similar fashion. I think probably because it's it's football, I have some sort of inherent desire to just... It's, it's more relief than pride because well, they don't even win the game, actually, in Escape to Victory. It's a oh, four-round no. draw. They just show their own against yeah. the Nazis. That's the, pro that's the point of it. I'm not even that into war movies. It's mostly all to do with the football. It's also the fact that real-life footballers are in there. It's also the fact that I actually recently watched it for the last time just after Pele had died earlier oh. this year. So it was like it was on TV. It was on yes. TV that weekend because so it, it just added it to the emotional aspect of Pele. The whole kind of is yeah. Pele's in the movie. I'm getting teary-eyed now, Jimmy. <laughs> oh I can't. Because he goes off with a broken eye. He gets his arm broken in the first half. 
Is it in the first half? No, it's in the second half. Gets his arm broken in the second half of this game they play. Because it's all it's all the allied people. It's all, it's all the people from all sorts of areas. You know, they even bring some people from camps in. Like Ooh. the Eastern Europeans mm-hmm. they even bring like really horrendous looking people because they've suffered through labor camps and things like this. It's, it, it actually takes a dark turn for about five yeah. minutes there when, when they start talking about that. Because it's quite a it's a, it's a bombastic kind of movie. It, it is. It's it's the structure of a sports movie. Yeah. A ragtag group of randomers coming against the might of, you know, the German national team, essentially. Because yeah. they want to put on a an exhibition to show, oh, look how strong we are and all the nice little, you know, people from all the other countries come together as one and show you know show them that we're just as strong as you yeah <laughs> evil people and it's all very nice pele gets his arm broken in the game and he goes he has to go off injured and he's just like no i'm okay i want to play well, you can't play with a broken arm michael kane's telling me you can't play like that you broke your arm you can't play no i want to play i want to play pele's got this really emotional voice anyway he always yeah. had he always had just a real kind of hearty tomba to his voice that's almost musical but he's just like no I, I i need to play i need to play i want to play because he's brazilian yeah that's a terrible impression pele <laughs> he goes on he scores the most beautiful i'm sorry it's silly <laughs> it is silly no like that's that's what we're going for today it's, <laughs> it's the music that that gets you as well the music that's played in this game, please, I need to know who did the score off the top of my head for Escape to Victory. Because, like I said, John Houston directed it. John Houston's mm-hmm. obviously a great director. Yeah. But I've never felt this way with any other John Houston movies that I've seen. It's just like, oh, yeah, so, so really, you know, the Maltese Falcons are a really great movie. But yeah. 40 years later, he makes Escape to Victory, and this is the one this is that like the best you. one of the football movie. I, won't, I wouldn't say it's John Houston's best movie. But, I mean, lot. it might be lot. your one of your favorites. So your favorites it, it and what is, is the best are, can be two completely different things. Of course it is. <laughs> I'm an idiot. It's Bill Conti again. Oh. <laughs> so it's Rocky 2 again. Yes, yes. Because it's the same. But the tie is guy. the connection. It's Bill yeah. Conti. I might just be that's why the music. Bill Conti yeah, here. that's why the music is getting you. Music during this game. And Pele scores just the most beautiful overhead kick. Oh, it's in slow motion. Osiardilis, rainbow flicks it above. Oh, it's, it's beautiful. Um. It's, I think it's crossed in by Bobby Moore. Well, it's full of real players. I think this adds to it as well, because it's full of genuinely real players. I'm sorry I'm waffling about it. No, 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 no. I like the excitement. I think it's Bobby Moore that crosses it in. <laughs> yeah. And you just get this kind of fluttering music of... And it's all in slow motion. And you see, I'm going to do an impression of an overhead kick now for everybody that's interested when I've got my pajama comfy pants on. Um, you get the fluttering music and it's it's done like five times. It's one of those stereotypical kind of sports movies where the last impressive thing is like replayed five times. Yeah. 
in slow-mo and all these things. But you just see his eyes look up and he watches watches the ball come across. He's all in very slow-mo, all, all music, fluttery, nice music. And he's just going, oh, yes, I mean, come on, Pele. What's he, what's he planning here? And he just connects with the loveliest bicycle kick you've ever seen in your entire life. It's the perfect overhead kick. And you just, oh... Everybody slumps in the chair and just goes, everybody cheers, obviously, it's all made, but it gets you teary Every time, yes, and I love that. And that's that. not even the end of the game, because at the end of the game, Stallone, <laughs> who's the goalkeeper, has to save a penalty, and it's the exact same situation. Oh and he saves God. the penalty, and you get all teary-eyed, and the music starts up again, and then the music, and then they all, they, all, the, all the people in France carry them off the pitch, and it's all very nice, and it's not. I'm not even interested in the fact that it's shut up Nazi Germany. I'm interested in the fact <laughs> that look at all these people being proud of this football yeah. team. Yeah, no, that's great. <laughs> Football's the beautiful game, and escape to victory is a perfect depiction of it. Yes, I mean sports movies definitely can do that, especially if you've seen them a billion times. But it's a testament to the filmmaking and like the emotional attachment that you put on it that. Uh, gets you excited even though you know they're going to win the big game or you know that they're going to get some kind of uh, accolades or whatever it is like for me obviously my favorite movie of all time (laughs) (laughs) like you know it's these two people who seemingly hate each other and grow to love each other but they're too stubborn to admit they love each other and that all culminates in them also trying to get something back. You know, he's this injured hockey player who can't play the game he loves anymore, even though he was kind of on the rise. She's this, you know, diva of a ice skater, figure skater, who lost her chance at the gold because of her attitude and her not being able to take accountability for anything that she's done. And so this is a huge moment, this big move we've seen them like, you know, give their bodies over to and beat themselves up to, to, to get it done. And we haven't even seen them like execute it properly on top of that it's them finally admitting these feelings for each other so it's like this whole big build of things and we don't even see if they won the gold you're just led to believe that if they can pull this move off they're going to win the gold they're going to be redeemed um and you want that for them and you're excited and you're like nervous is it gonna happen and he deck declares his love for her first and she's just stunned and is she going to like reciprocate like i still have all these feelings seeing this movie hundreds of times and knowing how it ends and knowing they pull off the big move and the music and the build like you said you get so freaking excited i'm not going to you know do like you and replicate the pemchenko move that happens at the end of the movie but um yes and so I think you can feel it for movies you've seen a billion times, but also like prequel movies. Like we also talked about something like Pearl. We know whatever Pearl does in this yeah. movie, she she gets away with it because she lives a nice long old life to be in X. So we know whatever we go into that movie, knowing whatever she's going to do in this movie, nothing's going to happen to her. <laughs> she's going to get away with whatever terrible deeds she decides to commit in this movie um even something like with the hunger games like i read those books before i saw the movie so i knew 
you know, by the end when you have um, Katniss and Peeta and they're in this situation and obviously they don't want to like kill each other, but they, yes. you know, and the buildup of that, like, well, how are they going to get out of this situation? I know how they get out of that situation, but you're still nervous for this game and who's going to survive and how we get to the end and what are they going to do? So I think, you know, when a movie can really craft an interesting story, when there is an element of knowing built into it, I think that is just another feat that a movie has to kind of get over. And um, a lot of movies are able to really kind of go into that. Well, something like Titanic, like I think everybody knows what happened. But when you circle it around a specific story of people, which also that can kind of be a complaint because there were actually real people that, you know, did that that they could have done stories about, but they just made up some random people, (laughs) you know, to follow some pretty people. But I think that is what... example like Titanic... It's that's what gets people to go back and watch that. Movie. Yes, that's what gets people into that movie, and that movie does work in that sense. I mean, it's essentially. I mean, it's not, but in, in terms of any any biopic or any historical event movie where you know the outcome of it, you or you know the person's life, or you know whatever happened. Like air, you know, we know what happened with that story because we know where we are now with it. And this can be the same with any biopic. We yeah. know where the person is now. We know but, that person's life. But, but for you how... to invest me in yeah. this story that I already know the history of it, um, it is the feat that you're going to have to kind of climb over. And if a movie can do that, I think it just is an extra notch in that filmmaker, or that production, or that story really stories um, cap. Because yeah, that's kind really of it's, it. Seems it seems like on the surface a very difficult thing to do to get people to care about something they kind of already know the ending to. Um, yeah. So yeah, I just thought it was a really interesting concept in terms of um, things I had recently watched and like air really had me like rooting for this underdog company and are they gonna do it and they have this big meeting with jordan and what are they gonna say to get him to oh my gosh how is this gonna go i know how it goes but i'm still questioning how is this gonna go and i love that i love that that movie was able to make me feel that and then it just kind of speaks to movies and what they're able to make you feel and and transcend you know our our conceptions and our previous knowledge and you know things like apollo 13 like so many movies about real things that you know uh still make us feel something so i just thought that was kind of a fun thing that was just popping up in my in my brain as of as of recent times absolutely (laughs) i mean i I did want to mention one one more movie actually this from a more of a tense standpoint as opposed to a you know, overwhelming joy almost of, of yeah. <laughs> my other two movies I've mentioned. Because this movie, um, I, I watched this movie for the first time a long, long, long time ago. Not, well, not that long ago. Good few years ago. Okay. I then It was then a very early episode of It's a Wonderful Podcast, the main show. I then didn't watch it for years. I watched it, like, six months ago. I then bought the movie. I then watched it again. Oh. And now just can't seem to shut up thinking about it every time I come to want to watch a movie. 
I've and I've realized this in the last like week. <laughs> very recent, I don't know why. It's very recently, but I have actually realized this in the last week. Because I will come into this room where I'm sat now. If you're watching, hello, here's this room. I look at my movie shelf, which is sometimes here and sometimes over there. If you if you can see my hands. Um I say sometimes it's always there and it's always over there. <laughs> yeah. Where I keep them. Um, but I find myself, okay, what do I want to watch? And I find myself whistling the same thing <laughs> over and over again. Yeah. And I don't know why. And I think for some ridiculous reason, this particular movie has has, has clawed itself into my mind and heart. For a reason that I've spoke about earlier on in this show today, which is 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 an you know an idea that I like of the reluctant kind of old hero, yeah, um, doing one last thing, you know, when he seems kind of is it's he has to not because he wants to, yeah, he has to. Um, this is high noon. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> because I can't seem to shut up thinking about High Noon. And I want to watch it every time I come to watch a movie. Because I find myself going... <laughs> and just whistling the, the ballad of High Noon. Yeah. Every time I come and want to watch a movie. It's just, no, I can't watch High Noon. You've got to watch something else. <laughs> I can't watch High Noon. But High Noon has the ability, I think, to do what Rocky II and Escape to Victory do for me, but in a tense sense. Okay. Not in a kind of proud, emotional sense, yeah. but in a... Builds oh, tension. Oh my gosh, this is this is intense. Where is it going to go? Yeah. <laughs> this is panic. seriously just yeah. like... It, it is. It's panic. It's growing, gradual panic that you yeah. get in High Noon. And it's entirely d down to the way that movie is structured, that tightness of that movie. Yeah. The Fred Zinnemann's directing of that movie is so absolutely inch-perfect. Not a second is wasted. It's not a second too short. Every little time you think you might be forgetting an element of it, you're reminded of the time, for example, or you're reminded of the train tracks, yeah, or the open, you know, the open town, Gary Cooper's walking around, and it's, it seems like such an old man movie, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, it's 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 perfect. It is a perfect movie for the genre. It is a western, obviously, but it is a perfect movie as far as I'm concerned. I've never come across a movie either, I don't think, that has such a consistently great build of tension. Yeah. There's great builds of tension in many, many movies, of course there is, but is the entire movie often about just a build of tension? Yes. <laughs> no. This is. This is from minute one. This is like, oh, who are these guys? Where are they going to go? What are they going to do? What are yeah. they doing? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Hmm, what's going on here? And then you keep getting reminded of the time. 
the movie almost happens in real time. You keep getting reminded of the time. You keep getting reminded of the train tracks. Frank Miller's coming on the noon yeah. train. Oh, God, what's Frank Miller going to do yeah. <laughs> to Gary Coop? Why Why is he so... And you learn more. You get so Built up it. and built up and you, built up, yeah. The, you know, learning more about the, the character relationships with each other. You know, Gary Cooper and, and Katie Gerardo, the um, saloon owner. Their relationship, the fact that really it should have been those guys that yeah. got together and not necessarily Gary Cooper and, and Grace Kelly, because Grace Kelly doesn't really know anything about him. Katie Gerardo's the one that knows all knows about him. him. Yeah. You know, that knows him better than anybody else, really. It should be those two, but she has to leave because, oh no, Frank Miller's coming. Yeah. The fact that in the end, Grace Kelly really does help so much. She shoots somebody <laughs> in the final battle when there's nobody else there helping him yeah it's also this fact of there's nobody else there helping him he's on his own maybe oh, yeah. this speaks to me and constantly feeling like i'm on my own doing everything yeah. even though i'm not <laughs> but in that movie gary cooper actually is on his own doing yes yeah going around everybody lon cheney jr oh i can't do it i know i used to be uh a deputy, but my hands are hurting. Never mind your hands, Lon Chaney yes, Jr. Get up and help the hell him. Up. Yeah. No, nobody helps him. They're all too scared. He has to do it on his own. And it's it's so it is the constant switching between Gary Cooper walking around, showing clocks and showing train tracks. Yeah. It's it's so simple. It seems so simple editing, but it's paced perfectly and the build of the tension is like nothing else you've ever yeah. seen it's it's unbelievable the final gunfight itself is really scary you've no idea if gary you know having watched the movie you know what happens at the end of the movie and that is is a real powerful moment i mean when gary cooper slams his sheriff badge on the in the oh, dirt yeah mm -hmm. just rides off with grace kelly basically just middle fingering the entire yes, town done. you weren't there for <laughs> me i'm done with you guys yeah. bye i was going anyway but now yeah. you've left Seriously. you know now i'm leaving and never ever coming yeah. back bye yeah. <laughs> you weren't there for me you know it's this kind of and you just think oh that is that's heavy after right immediately after you've gone through this ordeal with a long time you know, rival of yours, you know, yeah. a real, the one guy who you are truly terrified of as this, well, he's he's a marshal, isn't he? He's, you know, he, he should be the guy who's in charge of that, everybody yeah. afraid of, but, you know, he's afraid of Frank. Everybody's afraid of Frank. Frank is, Frank is pretty intense, to be fair. Yeah. He does <laughs> arrive in the movies. He's pretty intimidating, but it is a it is a perfect movie, and it's a wonderful movie. And I've just been thinking so much about it. The music in it as well does help. I think the constant do 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 that kind of constant yeah. Gary Cooper's walking around. He's just really okay. This is 
you know, you feel that the kind pace. of pace. You feel the bang, yeah, bang, the beat bang, of it. Go, go, go. Yeah. You feel it so much. It's wonderful. Yeah. I had to, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that's what I that's what I was hoping to get out of this topic because it's just kind of been looming on my mind for sure. Just really speaking to what movies can do for us and especially the well, especially the idea of just movies that we know so well or you know have ancillary material to tell us how it's gonna go. Um and we still get so invested in them. And I just thought that was a fun idea that people don't really think about. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Go and watch High Noon. It's 90 minutes, the most perfect yes, I, I need to watch it again. Yeah. I don't care if it's a Western and you don't like Westerns. I don't care. <laughs> Go and watch it. Yes, I need to watch it again. I've only seen it once very long ago. So... Yes. Well, is it is it fun and games time? <laughs> I believe it is. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Um. So you kind of formulated a fun game that I like that we've been playing. Um, yes. Where you know, tell me how many things you can name in twenty seconds. I just think this is a great format of game. Yeah, it's great. This is why we're doing it so much. So I have two that are kind of related to, um some things we learned from CinemaCon. And then the third one is just Ooh. a fun challenge that I saw some people do on another podcast. So I kind of just want to see if you can do it. Okay. <laughs> Probably not. You know how bad okay. I am with games. The only, you know what the only thing I'm thinking of now is, don't you? What's that? The goddamn songs from High <laughs> Noon. The music of High Noon. Oh, the ballad of High Noon. Cloud your brain. <laughs> Dimitri Tiomkin, beautiful, beaty score. It's all I can think of. Sorry, yes. Well, good. I've clouded your mind. So, um, some news we got out of CinemaCon was the kind of plot, some plot elements for the new uh, Timothy Chalamet Triangle Man Willy Wonka movie, where basically oh, did we? It's him, (laughs) him kind of working his way up the ranks and and the ranks. What? Well, no, he's 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 working his way into the the chocolate business and like basically at the time chocolate is run by these cartels and things apparently. Oh my god. And so he has to throw a wrench into that and we see him going and and you know going into jungles to find cocoa and cacao beans and things. And then Hugh Grant is is supposedly playing like an Oompa Loompa and, and gives him all the knowledge about the Oompa Loompas. What? Yes. What? <laughs> Hugh Grant. What? Wait, is this sounds like it's going to be as racist as at the actual book uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? I don't know. So there's going to be choc- the jungle and finding them. I'm not no, so sure about this. No, I didn't say he goes into the jungle and finds balloons. I said he goes. That's into what the- happens in the book. Exactly. So, mate, I don't know, but um, he is like searching jungles for like different kinds of chocolates and cacao and all kinds of things and at a certain point he will run into a Hugh Grant Oompa Loompa who tells him about Oompa Loompas Um, and yes and the climate of chocolate is very much like this cartel type situation so he has to come in and and throw a wrench into that and he invents a chocolate that can make people fly 
So there's what is this movie? What is this movie? So they they're saying it's not going to be super dark. It's going to be a very light toned movie. Um, so that's the news we got. So my challenge for you here is yes uh, about our, our original Willy Wonka, Gene Wilder. Yes. How many Gene Wilder films can you name in twenty seconds? <laughs> ooh, ooh, I, I don't, I don't reckon that many actually. I really don't. I really don't think that. that um, six. Six. Okay. Let me just pull up the filmography just so I can reference. And um, six. Six. Yeah. Six. Actor. Six, 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 are you going to use your time singing the song? Because I'm going to push No, button. sorry. Why, All oh, right. Oh, yeah, no, I'm sorry. And your time starts now. Uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, the Producers. Uh, Young Frankenstein, Blazing Saddles. See No Evil, Hear No Evil. And Stir Crazy. Okay, good job. Yes. With five seconds to yes. spare. Boom, boom, boom. All you need to do is go Mel Brooks prior, and you're so hotted. <laughs> you're good. Okay, so some more news we got out of uh, CinemaCon is uh, some news about the Ghostbusters Afterlife sequel that we are, in fact, going ooh, to get to ooh. see Paul Rudd and Carrie Coons suit up as Ghostbusters. Ooh. There was an image of uh, Paul Rudd walking. He's like obviously wearing some kind of cloak to cover, but you can see clearly that the collar of his shirt is a Ghostbusters jumpsuit. So, oh, I was going to say you could clearly see the pack on his back that was just protruding out. Of yeah, no, no, I don't think I don't think they would have been that clunky with it. But he's wearing like like a, a cover, but you can see okay. like he's wearing a brown collar popping out. So obviously, okay. yes. So uh, our two adult leads from the Afterlife film will be suiting up in this movie. Um, so how many movies can you name with Ghost in the title? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a fun one. I like that. Um, oh, God. Oh, stop thinking of movies. Yeah, stop thinking. You know what? Five, five, five. I'll go for five. Okay, so five I'm movies with ghosts in the title. Titles here for twenty know. seconds. Okay. Yeah. And go. Uh, the ghost and Mrs. Muir. <laughs> ghost. <laughs> Ghostbusters. <laughs> um, the Ghost Whisperer. I'm almost certain is something. That might, that might be, be just a, a show. TV show. You, yes, that's a um, show. You have three seconds. <laughs> the Return of the Hand uh, of the Ghost. <laughs> no, that's not right. That was terrible. The Ghost Breakers. I could have had. That's a movie. Yeah. So that's a that's a show, isn't that that weird show? No, that's a movie. That's a Bob oh. Hope movie. Ghost Rider. <laughs> Ghost Rider. Um. <laughs> Ghosts of Mars. 
<laughs> That's not one, is it? Ghosts of Mars? What's Ghosts of Mars? Have I just Ghost made Dad. Something? Ghost Dad. Yes, with, with terrible there's not that Cosby. Many. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> no, we don't want that. Go away. Yeah, no, no, we don't. Yeah, well, I didn't get that one. No, you did not. But good effort. Good confidence there with five movies. Okay, so now this one is not related to anything. I just saw some other people do this challenge, and I thought it was fun. Okay. Um, So they said, can you name a movie? Any movie. Starring. (laughs) Yes, a movie. Any movie. Can you name a movie starring each friend's actor? Any movie starring each friend's actor. So, uh, name five movies starring... Ooh, or, ooh, <laughs> ooh. or six movies, sorry. Okay, do I get a time limit? Is Or is this just like a thing that I have um, to try and do? I mean, do you think you can do it in a time limit? I don't think I can do it in a time limit. Let's go. Hmm. Okay. Hmm, a go movie, a movie. Ugh. Scream. Six? Easy. Okay. Out the way okay. with. Okay, Courtney Cox. Um, easy A. Out the Lisa way with Kudrow. Lisa Kudrow. Mm-hmm. Um, along came Polly. Out of the way, Jennifer Aniston. Okay. Um, could have also had Bruce Almighty. That's a better movie. Um, the Men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're a little trickier. I'm almost certain David Schwimmer was one of them in Madagascar. Yes. So can I have That's that? A good one. You can have that. Matt LeBlanc. <laughs> that was the tricky god. one for the guy doing the podcast. <laughs> he think of oh anything. my god, Matthew! Perry. I was able to come up. I was able to come up with a couple Ooh. things for both of them, actually. Ooh, Matthew Perry was in um, that Zac Efron movie Seventeen again. Yes. Okay. But Matt LeBlanc, I have no idea. Matt LeBlanc. He hasn't done very many movies. No, I don't but, imagine he has. I mean, I think there are... There's one for sure that you should know that we actually covered. Really? On the, we covered on the podcast. No. <laughs> what? Which it, you forget really? that he, you forget he's in it. You forget he's in it because he's not like a main character. But he's in it. Oh, I think, is it is it one of the like is it one of the is it one of the Janine movies, the late nineties, <laughs> early two thousands teen movies? I mean, not teen, but you know. Oh, it's one. There are three movies I know him to be in, for sure, for sure. I I I, I honestly four, can't. I guess, I, I guess I can't. you could say four. Technically, I can't do LeBlanc. I can't do Matt LeBlanc. <laughs> All right. Well, the movies I would have picked for him are the Charlie's Angels movies. Oh. He's Lucy Liu's boyfriend, the actor. Um, he also did this terrible movie, baseball movie with a monkey called Ed. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he was in the movie remake of the TV series Lost in Space with, <laughs> with William Hurt. and Wow. Okay. <laughs> I think Heather Graham. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Matt LeBlanc. Yeah. So what those a, are like his main movies. The Charlie's Angels movies, Lost in Space, and Ed, a baseball movie with a monkey. 
possibly, possibly, I vaguely do recall him in the Charlie's Angels movie. Yes, he was barely in them, though, wasn't he? he? He was her actor boyfriend. He has that whole scene with John Cleese where he's like watering her plants. And... Yes. <laughs> yeah. And John Cleese thinks she's some kind of escort and he's not helping <laughs> clarify the situation at all. No, um, God's sake. Yes. So. <laughs> Mad. That's a good, I like that. Yes, I, I saw like... them doing it. Like, they also did, like, similarly to um, uh, movies with ghosts in the title, their challenge was named 10 movies with American in the title. So yes, so that'd be a good one as well. Am I doing yeah. that now? I mean, if you want to, or we can call it call it right now. We could call it the the, the episode <laughs> is a little lengthy. Yeah, um, we we could call the episode for today, but we may we may come back to the American question. Yeah, and then perhaps <clears throat> British question. Well. We'll <laughs> what British movies question. that just say British in the title? Yes, that British man is a movie. <laughs> That's no, one of those movies not. where a, a an American woman um, falls in love with a very stereotypical Londoner, and it's called it's a B movie. It's made for the Hallmark Channel. It's called that. It sounds movie. like you're totally making it up. And you have to say it like that as well, just in that kind of bouncy way. A British man. <laughs> like um, and, and do that little like head bubble. Real stereotype. That yeah. sounds so made up. <laughs> it is made up. That's why. Yes. It's a fake movie. I've just I've just created it. Starring. <laughs> For some reason, I was going to say Carrie Underwood. That makes no sense at all. <laughs> that makes absolutely no sense <laughs> at all. British, what? Not I even a British about? man. Janine, call the show. Please, well, thank you. Mind. Thank you for checking out another episode of Monday Madness with Morgan and the Machine. We had fun talking CinemaCon today, along with uh, movies where we know the ending, but we still get excited to watch and had some fun challenging games for Morgan. I think we had some fun today. Did you have fun we today, did. Morgan? Yes, we always do on yes. Monday Madness. It's a great show. It is not the only show we have on the It's a Wonderful podcast feed, nor is it the only thing we have on this YouTube channel. If you are watching on YouTube, subscribe, ding the notification bell up there if you haven't already. Leave your likes, leave your comments on what you thought. Was I getting a bit too angry about... <laughs> I think you made up for it with your... Flash. I think you made up for it with your enthusiasm for... Uh... Your, your choice movies. Yes. In the, Was in I the getting too enthusiastic about I mean, that? you did a bicycle kick on camera. I so. did. Yes, I did. Was I a little bit too harsh <laughs> calling Denzel Washington old ass Denzel? Yes. yes trying. Trying. Yes, trying. <laughs> trying to still do action movies. Sorry. Sorry, Denzel. Oh, please watch never this, bring Denzel. Out, I ever meet Denzel Washington. <laughs> Yes, that's the first thing I'm going to say. I'm sorry, you know, he Denzel. You said you're too I'll, old. I'll do anything for you, Denzel. <laughs> I will. I'm sorry. Anything. I mean anything. I don't mean anything. I don't mean anything. Most things. Most things, maybe. Most things. Okay. Um, but no, it is not the only thing you can find on this YouTube channel. We have Morgan's Movie Collection. Janine has recently put up 
a whole big vlog of Scream tours. She visited locations from Scream. Yeah. This is Janine's dream. There's a whole vlog. Yes. It's a I big thing. It's like half to, an hour. Yeah, I got to go to the big house in the end of the first Scream movie, 261 Turner Lane, do a tour of it, and also go to subsequent filming locations that were in that area. So it was a really fun yeah. trip, and I share kind of all my pictures and videos and behind the scenes and um yeah so just a great experience if you're a screen fan so if you are a screen fan and you want to see how you know going to woodsboro for real how what that looks like check out my video yes and uh, morgan's movie collection as well as bunch of other stuff on this channel you can actually just about see in the bottom right of my little square if you are watching some of the things that will be coming up on Morgan's movie collection, but you can't tell what they are. But you can't actually watch see the video there, can't you? You, okay. you can just about see that they're there. Um, but yes, it is also not the only show we have on the feed either. The main feed, the It's a Wonderful Podcast feed on all major podcast platforms. This show is every Monday or most Mondays. We have Morgan hasn't seen every Wednesday where Janine makes me watch movies that i haven't seen in nice curated series it's yes. always a fun time or morgan hasn't seen we're starting a game movies series this week starting with tag yeah from 2018 which is an extreme game of tag <laughs> if yeah. i've ever seen one in my Very entire strange. life which i have now we also have the main show. It's a wonderful podcast every Friday where we celebrate old movies. We show love to them. We discover new old movies and we give them all a nice little platform to say, here, old movie, you deserve love. Please watch this old movie and not every other regurgitated sequel with a stupid name like The Exorcist. I'm a believer. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I'm into seeing that movie very much, so <laughs> point stands. Uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we have you covered on the It's a Wonderful podcast feed, like I said. It's also scrolling down at the bottom of the screen if you are watching here. Um, if you would like to support us on Patreon or donating in a such way, there are links in the description of this episode to uh, do that as well. We can't do what we do here without that generous support. We love all our patrons very, very dearly. Uh, we really do. Or, of course, you can just find us on social media on Twitter at It's a Wonderful One. You can find me on Twitter at The Purple Dawn with a three instead of the E and the because, Janine. Three is the magic number. On Instagram and TikTok at The Purple Dawn. All your delightful stuff is where you can find me at janine to be an underscore on twitter janine to be on instagram and tiktok if you want to get any merch for any of our shows check the scrolling link below or the description or just search it's a wonderful podcast on teespring.com we have some really fun designs over there all the logos for our shows some fun stranger things designs so check it out if you want merch and if you want to purchase any of my art and print form you can find that at my big cartel shop g9design.bigcartel.com and apologies for my different surroundings i uh the time of filming this was in LA, visiting friends and watching the Big Thing comedy show. So yes, I'm Exciting. in LA at the time of filming Exciting. this episode. So yes, weird background. 
Well, people might have thought you were just in a different part of the house. Who well, you know, I, I'm usually in my custom machine backdrop, so... Yes, you are. Yes, you yes. are. <laughs> but I'm sure you will be forgiven. Much like I hope I am forgiven for my indiscretions <laughs> during today's <laughs> episode. Um, as long as you take accountability, Morgan. Certainly, certainly. <laughs> I'm well aware of what I've done, and it was wrong. Yes, thank you. Wrong. Appreciate that. And... I'm going to now go and watch High Noon, probably. Um, Janine, there's only one thing left to do. I mean, I don't really know how to how to do it. I don't. So just go ahead. Count us down. Three, two, one. Bye. Bye.